Hi everyone, welcome to STEPS audio channel. We are very excited to share our content from STEPS events to learn all about the latest trends in startups, digital media, fintech, future tech, and wellness in emerging markets. You can find us on Enagami, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite channel and we hope you enjoy the content. My panelists, uh, Ahmed Arif, co-founder of uh, Clara Technologies, a legal startup, legal technology startup. <laughs> and uh, Mohammed Khashoggi, the founder and CEO of uh, Ejaro. Last but definitely not least, Rayana Sharif, my partner at BIM Ventures. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for making it to uh, our panel. Um, building or managing a startup is, by definition, uh, dealing with uncertainty every day. If it's certain, it's definitely or most probably not innovative. Uh, today, we're going to explore some of the ways uh, that we can avoid or work around that uncertainty when it comes to going into not yet regulated markets. So we're not talking about regulated markets. We're not talking about uh, finding loopholes. And uh, I'll, uh, I'd love to start with uh, Ahmed, as uh, Ahmed has experience on the whole spectrum of setting up uh, companies, working with the VCs on the legal side. Uh, Please tell us a bit about what you've faced and how you've been dealing with it in the past few years. Sure. Th thank you, Mohammed. Um, yeah, as you said, I think um, from my perspective, Clara is an interesting one because what we do um, kind of covers everything from definitely not regulated, you know, SaaS services, data room, cap table, et cetera, to definitely regulated corporate services, you know, company formation, uh, which you need a license for from a regulator. And then a little bit in the middle where you're not quite sure if it's regulated or not. The regulators are not quite sure whether it's regulated or not. Um, you know, in our case, that's um, uh, document generation for legal contracts. You know, is that a legal service? Is it a software service, et cetera? Um, so I would say the most important thing is before you begin doing that mapping exercise, right? Do your research, look at what it is that you're trying to achieve where you're trying to achieve it, because jurisdiction is important, um, and do, do the research, maybe even spend some money uh, on, on, on advisors if you are unsure. Uh, obviously, you don't want to spend money unnecessarily, but it will be money well spent if you think you're in that gray area. And then identify, you know, maybe this bit of what I do might be regulated, this bit isn't, etc. Uh, and then once you've done that, you then have to come uh, you know, to a decision as a founder well, do I maybe start in the unregulated bit for my MVP? Or, or no, this is too core to what I do. I have to be regulated from day one. Um, and if so, when do you speak to the regulator? Then becomes really important. Timing is really important. Um, I've, I've never met a regulator that thinks that they shouldn't be involved if you speak to them. So it's, it happens, but it's quite rare. So just be prepared when you have that conversation. You know, you're, you're putting yourself on their radar. So it's kind of mapping, timing, and that key balance of asking for permission or forgiveness, basically. Great. I think, uh, Mohammed, with Ijaro, you have an experience where you had to start with the regulator Definitely. based on the uh, field that uh, Ijaro is in. Tell us about that experience, how you overcame uh, some of the challenges and the uncertainties. Definitely. Um, firstly, I think with our particular service, it's uh, just like anything new. Um, 
it's a gray area, right? So you would have to kind of navigate through uh, through through all the loopholes, right? So for us, in specific with our services, um, there were no regulations whatsoever. There wasn't any type of clear direction into how and uh, to to kind of uh, you know uh, make the service. Uh, regulated and unavailable through the Ministry of uh, Transportation specifically. But <clears throat> for us, it was more than one regulator. It was several uh, as the service, uh, the services that we provide to be c complete. We would but have for to the go... benefit of our audience. Quick brief about Ijaro. So, <laughs> so Ijaro is the, we're the first licensed peer to peer car sharing platform. So in short, we are the Airbnb for cars. Um, so yeah, so with, uh, with the type of service we provide, there are several different entities that we have to deal with from the Ministry of Transportation for the, the uh, license to actually operate, uh, the uh, Saudi Central Bank uh, for the finance products, as well as the insurance product that we've created, um, the uh, Ministry of Interior to, for, for the specific integrations that we had to do for, in order for the uh, so car authorizations, which we have in Saudi through a platform called Epshir, uh, to be integrated, which did not exist or does not exist. We actually created that. So there's a lot of, you know, maneuvering. And when you're walking into something new, um, you don't really know uh, what's, what lies ahead until you, you kind of, you know, go through it. So from yeah. what I understand, going in, you realize that there's more than one regulator in, in what you're trying to do. Three? Definitely. For us, uh, it's, yeah, it's about three. three did four. you go head on with every regulator? What did you do to... Uh... <laughs> head on is, yeah, for sure. Uh, we don't take no for an answer. Uh, we are very persistent in, in, um, in kind of, you know, pushing to get things done. Uh, they are definitely more agile they are definitely more lenient uh, with you know the the Saudi vision and, and the kind of the um, you know the where, where the country is heading nowadays but uh, it def definitely did take time um, part of you know the strategy for jumping into something that's unregulated you have to be prepared and kind of balance your burn and and uh, you know the the prolonged uh, your burn rate and what, what you actually have uh, 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 coinciding going with growing your team and there's a lot of us there's a lot of things that you kind of have did, to balance. Did partnership play, partnerships play any role in absolutely uh, because absolutely. I'm sure if you you're going head on with the transport authorities you're going on with the central bank for the insurance you're going on with the traffic and the police mm -hmm. for the authorization how how could you as a an entrepreneur a startup go on and figure out that whole and map uh, all those regulations yeah. go, go ahead on so we that. we kind of took of uh, the partnership approach right so instead of you know just going and trying to get a license or get something we kind of used it as a partnership uh whereby it's you know beneficial for for both and it it, it serves the entire market uh down the line so Great. i actually add something on, on sure, the partnership please. point um, you know, the, the answer doesn't always have to be get your own license, right? You can also work with somebody who has a license, right? Absolutely. Like fintechs do that all the time. Uh, they may not necessarily have a banking license, but they partner up with a bank that, you know, does the piping in the, in the background, so to speak, and has the license and, and warehouses it for them. Um, that could be your ultimate solution or it could be your first step until you build up prove the business, prove the market, and have more time to, Absolutely. you know, finish yeah, your discussions with the regulators. For sure. Uh, Ryan, as a uh, venture builder who's always, you know, you, you have 
a tried method of certain steps you have to build every startup. But then you find that every case has a unique uh, uncertainty when it comes to uh, regulation. How, how is it something that you can, as a, as a, as a venture studio who's building every day, uh, go about uh, navigating that? I think uh, for us as a co-founders, uh, acting as a co-founders with the founder, we are in the, it's a stakeholder management uh, game. So uh, the regulator is a very important uh, stakeholder to any regulated or, or to be regulated business. Uh, the process of doing that, sometimes you need to go and tap into gray areas and to, in order just to start your business. And then from there, the more ready you are, the better. Uh, we're talking here as a regulator. Uh, when you talk with him, you need to talk, to talk the same language with the re regulator. So let's take, for example, the financial markets. If you're a fintech startup and you're talking with a financial market regulator, you need to speak his language. If not, go be ready and bring on advisors on your startup and talk uh, the same language with the regulator because from the regulator, regulator point of view, his one, uh, the most important uh, item on his agenda is to protect the stakeholders in his market. So I think uh, two things is very important uh, to understand the language of the regulator and also to understand how to navigate and be ready from a technical point of view, from a regulation point of view when you talk with the regulator. Uh, if the regulator saw that you are ready and you're almost there to launch and operate your business, it's a good advantage for you. The regulator will understand that you are taking this seriously and he will start working with you to make it happen. And I think yeah. this is the tipping point uh, in your relationship with the regulator. And, and you might find out that there are regulations in place that you can adopt and uh, play to your advantage in, in whatever you're trying to, to innovate. Exactly, yes. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, would, I would also say that actually that's one of the pros. Um, you know, there are a lot of cons to, to being in a regulated industry, but if you're a first mover and you have those discussions with the regulators, even if there isn't a regulation to use, you're then in a position to craft those regulations with them, to influence their thinking, to present what you know works for you. Um, and that's I agree. You know, yeah. you know, just give you a, a quick um, anecdote from my previous days as a, as a lawyer. We're doing one of the, the first uh, bank acquisitions in the UAE, uh, Lloyd's. And there are very few, there's like ancient regulations from the 80s that nobody's ever used. And we had the discussions with the central bank and we actually came up with a framework that just worked quite well for our deal. Um, but there's no time to pass the law, but the central bank just issued a letter signed by, signed by the chairman. And we actually used that to transfer the banking assets down to, I, I remember the last asset we transferred was uh, school debentures, you know, that's when a company has places reserved for their staff mm. in schools that have waiting lists. And I had to get on the phone with the headmaster of the school and explain that this letter from the chairman is, is basically the legal authority to, 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 to transfer the asset. Um, so, you know, you can really be there on the ground floor making things happen. Uh, and often the regulators will, will, will be very happy to have your support because they haven't thought about it yet. I agree because we've, we've had the similar kind of thing happened with the transport authorities. So we, we basically wrote the regulations with them and it took us, uh, took us some time because when we first started, it was kind of a temporary uh, license uh, just to operate 
for a certain period of time, uh, for about three, three to four months. But then later, when we had to kind of renew it to a full license, uh, we then had to sit down for several workshops and, and go through, through the whole uh, uh, points with them and every single point for, for, the, for the market. It's, it's a brand new thing. It wasn't done before, so we had to sit and do the whole thing with them. So I definitely agree with you on that. I think there's one thing in common, even with uh, Asil, with Ijaro, with the, the story you gave us, Ahmed, of not taking no for an answer, breaking glass ceilings, uh, being very confident about what you are trying to build, showing the market first, your clients and the regulator that you are trying to add value to those uh, markets that you're trying uh, to innovate in. Yeah. I think with Asil, uh, we've had a similar, uh, Asil as the first real estate crowd investing platform uh, in, in Saudi, the capital market authority were challenging in the beginning, saying no from, uh, from the get-go. And then uh, Rayan pushed back until, for how, how long was it? 14 months. 14 months? 14 uh, memorable months. <laughs> <laughs> until uh, we were able to come to a common ground. but. The thing that happened there and with Ijaro, and I'm sure, sure with you guys, was that there was a lot of compromises. A lot. You come in, you have a very innovative model, you want to take on the world with, with, with the model that you're building, but then you come to a realization that the quickest way is to actually tone it down a bit sometimes, uh, take the strategic route. Uh, let me put my foot in first, let's gain that confidence, and then uh, try to change more uh, from within. Um, tell us more, Ryan, about the experience you've had building in the money markets with the uh, central banks and the uh, capital markets authorities. I think there is two, two I will explain in two cases. Mm. There is the case where you need to take the regulator approval and uh, to actually amend and change the regulations. And there is the case of uh, starting with point one and going back and go to point 10 in uh, your business model. Uh, for example, you have mentioned the uh, Asil, uh, because it's a B2C business mainly, you need to start working with the regulator from day one to uh, make sure there's an investment investor protection uh, mechanisms inside the business and uh, where do, in which pool do you do you fall as a business model uh, the when we had uh, to reach to a common ground with the regulator was basically we understand we do understand your language as a regulator uh, regulator sorry and uh, we have done one and two and three to make sure that we are in line with uh, with your regulations from investor protection point of view so sometimes it's very important to understand the language and the background of the regulator so you can uh, reach to uh, that middle point where you can actually amend the regulations and make it happen uh, as a partner uh, with you in that uh, sector the second case uh, where Sometimes to go going to market is very key and you're trying to catch time. So instead of implementing the whole business model, you can start with a simple, uh, a simple business model and draw that roadmap for you to reach from point A or point one to point 10 in your business. And uh, this, this game is uh, it's called where it's a middle ground from gray area point of view and start from there and going to amend the, that regulations. Great.
you know, they say hindsight is 2020. And uh, we all know the advantages of being a first mover, knowing all the risks and all the hurdles you guys have to go through. Would you go back and be the first mover in what you've done? Or would you do something differently? Uh, I'll let you, Ahmed, start. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely many days where I was thinking it would be just nice if I was doing something completely you know, simple, unregulated, don't have to deal with that. Um, and, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But, no, I, I, I still would do it. I think the main reason is that's it becomes an asset, right? Like, having done that work, that means there's a moat around your business. It means there's going to be less competitors, right? Uh, or you're going to have more time before competitors um, are able to emulate what you've done. So, you know, I think if, if as long as you go into it well prepared and ready to execute on that piece of it, all that work, all that time, all that money that you might spend on advisors, that becomes an asset. Um, uh, I'm sure Ryan agrees, but that's actually an asset that investors also recognize when they're, when they're reviewing the company, right? Yeah, Thank you, Ahmed. Yeah. Ahmed. There's definitely a, a glory in being a pioneer, right? Being the first to start, but it does also have its its uh, sleepless and <laughs> sleepless nights and the days that you think is why am I doing this? Like, um, but but for sure down the line when things start to work out and uh, in many many months uh, ahead, um, it's definitely worth the the headache and the trouble and and. Just becoming um, the the like I said the pioneer the person that's introducing this for the first time in the region has its own uh, glory for sure. So I agree that um, that sometimes you know initially when you start when you start off you never kind of anticipate everything that's gonna happen you know or gonna uh, what's what's ahead of you but um, you kind of you know um, tackle your way through things as you move forward and um, once you reach that point i think it's there's a, the reward is there for sure definitely ryan i'm not going to ask you what you would you do differently because i know you're doing this on a daily basis <laughs> but what have you learned from from doing this repeatedly first with uh, Mirni and then with bim and asil and everything that you're building on a daily basis what that's you... what's beautiful about our uh, our work it's about the journey and the people uh, you are with so yeah, definitely, we'll do it uh, all over again uh, because it's a, again it's a stakeholder uh, management uh, business. Uh, you meet a lot of people with different authorities, with different uh, domains, and as a as a founder or as an entrepreneur, I think that's the true definition of being a founder, where you enter a new domain and you explore that domain uh, along with your uh, your partners. Right. Um, if you have anything you want to close with before we open the ground floor questions? Yeah, I mean, just a couple of things for me. So I think just to, to finish off on that theme um, of being the first mover and in interacting with the regulators, you know, no, another advantage is that you can actually use that to craft the product that actually works for your customers. It's actually a way to make it easier for you to sell. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from, from the Clara example, one of the things we do is, you know, set up uh, companies and holding companies for for founders, um, you know, we interact and engage with ADGM regularly, for example, DIFC, other other regulators, and they're they're super helpful, super open to it, and we tell them these are the pain points. This is why I can't sell more of these, right? Uh, if you change one, two, or three, or if you tweak this regulation or change this license requirement, this is what the market needs. Um, and then if you succeed in getting those changes through, 
then it's not just about, so I don't think of it just about how you're regulated, but you're actually building the product that you're trying to sell in the market, right? And then all of a sudden those changes happen and it's a lot easier to sell um, uh, ADGM, you know, SPVs, for example. So that's, you know, another way to think of it as, as kind of marketing. Um, and the, the last point for me is I would say, uh, you know, we heard about, you know, the Jaro experience, multiple regulators. It, 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 it may be a case where you just have to deal with multiple regulators, but one thing you can uh, think about and not be shy about is like forum shopping, right? Like if there are various options, if you can base yourself here and this regulator is a little more receptive or more engaging or the regulations work there, just do it, you know, take, take the easiest route for, that works for you and that builds momentum, and then you can go to other regulators and say, "Well, this is—I've done it already. This is how it's done. Yeah. This is how we should do it." So, you, you know, I think you have to, like with everything in, in startup life, hustle a little bit and Definitely. find what works for you. No, I agree 100%. I agree 100% with that point. Um, it's it, that was actually the case with with several of them. So, uh, it's kind of uh, nowadays. It's—I it's, don't want to say it's a competition, but it's like you know who can. Uh, be more agile, who can help, you know, uh, expand on that sector, who can help, uh, you know, startups and new founders um, uh, uh, open up different opportunities and new uh, segments to each sector. So I, I definitely agree yeah. with that B point. Build FOMO between the regulators. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and we use that to our yeah, advantage, definitely. right? It, it works. Yeah. It, it yeah. actually does work, so. Ryan, sure. anything to close with? Uh, I think uh, there is a say, because again, as a as a founder, you should be fearless and very uh, adventurous. Uh, what's normal for the spider is chaos for the fly. So, <laughs> normal is basically an illusion, and you should always explore new domains and work with your stakeholders to make it happen. Uh, yeah, great. Thank yeah. you guys very much. We'd love to hear if. Uh, Anyone from our audience has any questions or want to add any? Yes, I'm going to come with a oh, microphone. Right. We have uh, five minutes, so mm -hmm. please, here you go. Thank you. So my question is for Ahmed. So Ahmed, from what I understand, Clara uh, caters to both startups and lawyers, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the platform is aimed to help um, early stage founders. Uh, in a number of ways, but yes, they can basically share access with lawyers. The lawyers can use it to work with their startup clients. Yeah. So on that standpoint, I mean, being a first mover in such a, like with a, such a unique piece of technology, right? How have you found acceptance and mass utilization? Like are people yeah. quite acceptance, accepted, accepted yeah. of that? I don't even know. <laughs> I know you mean, but yeah. then have you also found that being regulated actually adds to the credibility of that and the mass acceptance? Yeah, two, two, two very good points, actually. I mean, I think, yeah, being a forefront or doing something so, new, there is this education element to it, right? Um, particularly, uh, yeah, when you're dealing with, with other lawyers, they're a bit more conservative. This is new. Should my should my clients really be using this? Um, so you need, it's the stakeholder management point, right? It's not just regulators. You need to go out to all the market participants mm -hmm. that you think are going to interact with you, with your product, with your customers, and educate them and sell them as well on it. So yeah, 100%, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a piece of work, an ongoing piece of work. Um, and then to your second point around, uh, yeah, once you get that badge, absolutely, that kind of like, I have this license, 
it gives you instant credibility you know, if, you know somebody might be like you know fly by night cowboy that doesn't you know that hasn't done their homework or doing it completely offshore cross border trying to enter your market that's a very nice story for you to to tell to your customers right and to kind of post about it's like we're regulated we're here there's somebody that's looking after your interests um uh, not just us yeah great another question this gentleman will get a microphone thank you very much Yeah, um, thanks to everyone on the panel today. Um, it's actually another question for Ahmed. Um, I work in a prop tech startup in Dubai. My question is, um, for, any, for any type of startup uh, operating outside of a traditionally um, regulated market, are there any regulations that still apply and we need to watch out for? Um, yeah, it's, it's also a very good question. I think um, the one one thing that yeah you, you 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 shouldn't always think of it as like oh I'm a fintech I might be financially regulated or I'm you know legal tech I, you know there might be some legal services in it even if you're just let's say SaaS or some basic consumer you know online product that isn't regulated um, there 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 is one thing that most people should keep in mind there's one set of regulation that will virtually apply to every single startup. And that's um, data protection. Right? There's one regulator you need to worry about, and it's mostly the EU. It's GDPR, because uh, that's kind of the gold standard. Um, there are others in the US, California in particular. Uh, but that's one set of regulations and regulator to always keep an eye out on, even if you're unregulated otherwise. Even if you think you're not in the EU or you know, your customers aren't. If you're BTC, you can't control where your customers sign up from. Um, you can't always control where your data goes. It might go through an EU server, your cloud provider, whatever. Um, and then, as I said, it's just the gold standard. So if you set yourself up that way from day one, A, you're, you're, you're at the gold standard, and B, if you ever do want to expand uh, you know, in, into the EU, for ex in the GDPR example, then you've already done the work. Otherwise, it's going to be 10 times more complicated and expensive to, to, to try and do it later. So yeah, I would always say, Anybody starting in, in these days, always keep an eye on data protection processes and procedures. Ahmed asked me to make a disclaimer before we started, but I forgot to do that. <laughs> He's here in his capacity as a co-founder, not as a lawyer. So whatever he says is not legal advice. It's very important. <laughs> Being a better lawyer than I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> Asterisk, not, not legal advice. Yeah. Yes. Just, just so let's work. avoid the legal advice questions yeah. if yeah. possible. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. We have uh, time for one more question at least is there one well we're there uh, thank you Eric. Uh, the question I have in terms of maybe one of the panelists can answer it's most of the regulations are still evolving I think because especially if they're fintech for example that there are a lot of gray areas and so where are you stepping the light so uh, based on the experience you had does it really uh, you how uh, uh, stiff is the enforcement because when sometimes you may have you know crossed the line and they were supposed to or the intention was not there but do you think that the experience with these regulatory authorities have been because they are in this part of the world I think the fines are quite heavy so do you think that what as a founder you need to worry about and that you're not stepping into a cross uh, I think there's something maybe you can just share some experience and how flexible the uh, the authorities are in terms of if you cross a line and you shouldn't be um, I'll let Rayan or Mohammed answer, but I think it depends on what uh, market or what regulator you're dealing with. Uh, Rayan, you have. Uh, I think 
Okay, there is a general rules across. First, as a founder, you should, you should be fearless. So just do it and, move, uh, and start your business. Okay. Uh, so the general rules, if there is a, ca a money transfer through your system, it should be regulated by the central bank. Okay. If there is an investment action, clear investment action should be regulated by, uh, I think, uh, money the, market authority. Yeah, the money market authority. If, if uh, so, these these two are the general rules. If it's not, now you can take it a bit uh, down, level down, where we're talking about some 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 businesses. You need to partner up. The partnership approach, I think, it's a great where you partner up with a regulated business to conduct your main business model. Uh, so, I, I, one, one point to add, I think, when it comes to fintech, for example, it's a uh, whole different thing and I think with any anything else it's completely different because when it's when it comes to specifically yeah. fintech I think there is no going around and kind of being sorry later so I think you have to kind of uh, and anything that deals with people's safety yeah so, so transportation I, 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 health uh, absolutely yeah. absolutely so don't mess with people's health or their safety or their money or their money yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. unless you know you've got it at least figured out you're not very deep in the gray area uh, whether through partnerships, whether through having the right uh, legal advice or the expertise advice, I think that's what... Uh, yeah, that's right. and, and just a final point on enforcement, I would say that one of the advantages of speaking to the regulators is that you're on their radar, so they're going to be a lot more forgiving later than enforcement because you did the right thing, you're speaking to them, right? So yeah. that's another advantage of having the conversations, even if you don't get the license and go ahead and do it anyway, right? Well, all right. Thank you, Ahmed, Mohammed, and Rayyan. And thank you to our lovely audience for your time and being here. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find our content on Angami, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Follow us on social media at Step Conference and let's stay in touch.